0: Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an ExpressBet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races up 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet. and residing in the state where such activity is legal void or prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700
1: the biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest.
2: Racing Northwest. Another edition of our podcast originating from Emerald Downs. Joe Withy along with Vince brune here in the TV room. Um, popular spot for us Emerald Downs employees involved in certain areas of business and usually it's kind of chilly in here but uh the temperature is decent today
3: it's not bad in fact I was almost thinking about taking off my coat i yeah. thought i was ahead of the game bringing it but i didn't need it but anyhow yeah we're getting closer to the kickoff for 2022
2: indeed opening day sunday may 15th for emerald downs 2022 season so that's just three and a half weeks away uh got some news on that and of course the kentucky derby coming up uh saturday may 7th we'll be open for that vince um for fans and watching and wagering. We'll have the race on the big screen. Uh, we'll have some more details on Saturday, May 7th. But uh, one key number is 7 a.m. The fifth floor, the fifth floor opens at uh 7 a.m. Fifth floor. I gotta say that one slowly. 7 a.m. on Derby Day, May 7th, and we'll have the hat contest as well. But uh uh Anthony Stabile's gonna join us, the big A. So many years he joined us on the WinPlay show, and uh had an outstanding run, um, especially in New York races, but really, uh, he was a, a really good addition to our one-place show, and of course, Anthony, a occasional guest here on Horse Racing Northwest, he's going to give us his take on the Kentucky Derby picture, which to me, just on the surface, uh, lots of different horses have performed well
3: this winter and spring. Yeah, I'm interested to hear Anthony's thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. looks to me like the the eight contenders, there's probably about five or six of them I think you could put on that list this year, and then you got about maybe six or seven intermediate-type horses, and then maybe seven horses that really are going to be up against it. But, you know, for those superfectas and penefectas, which pay huge in the Derby, you know, if you can get a horse clunk up to fourth or fifth, that can really enhance the pay. And I should say, though, the Kentucky Oaks this year looks like it's going to be an outstanding race, too, the day before the Derby. And, uh, Great cards both for the Oaks oh, and the Derby at uh, Churchill Downs. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, May 7th is Derby Day, first Saturday in May. Um, okay, so some other news. Uh, and by the way, Anthony Stabil is going to join us. Mike Puich is also going to join us on Horse Racing Northwest. Emerald Downs trainer having a good run at Oaklawn this winter and spring. Background. Our Long
3: Acres Mile hero from last August is coming off a victory back there. Sure is. Uh, earned a career-high 89 buyer. I believe he's now four for six at a mile. He just loves that distance, yeah. and he's got a beautiful style for a mile because he's going to finish strong, and uh, he's going to be in contention early. And he kind of came away from a good field he there. He kind of he kind of dominated there. So, uh, boy, he still might be improving, and... Uh, We'll talk to Mike about that, but yeah, an exciting prospect. Now, you mentioned Mike's had an outstanding uh, season not with, with Bob and Molly Rondo, and also Dr. Mark Domenico's had four or five wins down there, so Mike's doing great work.
2: Yeah, he's uh, well over 20% on the uh, win average, which is awesome at uh, that very competitive Oaklawn meet. Okay, so three and a half weeks to opening day at Emerald Downs, uh, horses growing on the track, a training day video. You can go to YouTube. Type in Emerald Downs Training Day. We'll have a fresh video tomorrow, Thursday. couple in the books already. And those are just around three minutes or so. Um, hey, how about this news? 14.7% takeout on Emerald Downs win place and show wagers this year, Vince. That's uh, down from a good figure of just about 16% over the history.
3: I think that's might be the lowest in the country pretty that's, close and uh you know you and I like win wagers so um, that that is uh yeah that's terrific anything that that helps the horse players I'm always for
2: 14.7% to start the meet on win place and show wagering so uh that's going to help um and uh we also have a sprint series now uh designated for
3: 2022 uh
2: and the name of it is what the Hollywood
3: Harbor Sprint Series. It is, and we all know Jody Peets who owned Hollywood yeah. Harbor, 2016 Horse of the meat, Obi Harbor. Um, yeah, I got it here. It's the Hollywood Harbor uh, Sprint Series, and it's it's what it's a starter series. So it's there's one, two, three, three races. The first leg will be Saturday, July 23rd, and they're going to go five and a half furlongs for a nice seventeen thousand dollar purse. The second leg, Saturday, August 6th. Also at five and a half furlongs, that's an 18,000 purse. These are all for three-year-olds and up. And then the final leg is a starter allowance, $21,500 purse, Saturday, August 20th at six furlongs. So that's something we'll be talking about more as the season goes on. Really great because those are going to be some tough races for uh, mid to lower level claiming horses. So a chance to earn some money and fans something to follow too. So uh, that'll be great.
2: And there'll be some claiming going on in that series. Uh, Looking forward to the next leg. And named after Hollywood Harbor, Jody's horse, who still holds the North American dirt record for five and a half furlongs. I think
3: it's a minute 0.87. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, we talked about Obie Harbor, who she also owned, had that terrific meet where he ran the fastest time, I think, three different sprints. You just gave meat.
2: away one of the answers to last week's trivia Oops, question. okay. Well, no, if it's that's last okay. week's answer, then that's it's right. okay. Last yeah. week's answer. He's
3: one of the five. But Jody's had some fast oh, horses.
2: Obi Harbor, uh, only one loss that year. That was in the Long Acres Mile, and Point Piper set a state record to win that race. Obi Harbor ran fine. Yes, he did. Uh, also, let's have some happy birthday wishes to Howard Hammer, uh, he's been part of Washington Racing since the 1960s. He's going to have his 102nd birthday on May 4th. Wow. He's celebrated so many of them at Emerald Downs. And uh, Howard, along with his wife Dee, uh, hey, happy birthday wishes. That is uh, one tough guy, uh, a logger, uh, CEO of a logging company. But he got out there, and I think he's got like 75 logging trophies
3: for competitions. Yeah. And we saw Howard at the banquet last month, and he is a robust, now 102. Yeah. Okay, and in the Emerald Racing Club, Vince in charge
2: of that. It's back for another year. Uh, You can certainly join in and be part, uh, be a horse owner for just a one-time fee, Vince.
3: One-time fee of $500. That includes a season pass, and you'll be part owner. We got our first horse, a three-year-old filly named One Fine Day, She's down at Phoenix right now, had to work there last week. She's a uh, three-year-old by Philly by Cantharos, mm. showing a lot of speed in her races. So let's hope her speed carries well up here for Jeff Metz. But yes, uh, we're about 60% of the way full, so still plenty of room in the 2022 Emerald Racing Club. Call me at 253-288-7723. Email me at vinceb at emeralddowns.com or go to emeralddowns.com, and we have a registration sheet there, and we've got an Emerald Racing Club tab. With lots more information on the club, but I'll guarantee you, you won't think it's a bad deal if you do it, and you'll learn a lot about horse ownership and uh, the ups and downs that that come with, uh, you know, being a having your own little sports franchise. So uh, it's a lot of fun.
2: And I'll say this about Vince, no knock, but you know, he wasn't necessarily an early morning guy in his first several years at this track. Right. Uh, certainly put in the hours, <laughs> no question about that. But he wasn't an early morning guy. Then he became head of the Emerald Racing Club. And he's out here three days a week at seven seven thirty a.m. Uh, with club members, showing them around, taking them to barns, watching morning training. So that's changed your lifestyle a little bit.
3: And it is fun to teach. Yeah, you know, uh, people. We got a lot of people who come back from year to year, but every year we have a lot of new people too. And uh, the more questions, the better. The ones I can't answer in the terms of the horse's anatomy and all the specifics, you know, on all that, I know a little bit, but certainly like Jeff Metz, yeah. our trainer answers all those, and we'll have a get-together with Jeff at the barn here pretty soon, too, and then we'll have a big orientation on May 29th. So, yes, nice. plenty of room. Good.
2: Emerald Racing Club, Give uh, contact Vince if you'd like to get in. Just, again, one-time fee, and you are a horse owner with some nice perks, So, uh, that's our first segment again, Anthony Stabile is going to join us. We're going to talk a little Kentucky Derby picture and trainer Mike Puich. Uh, if we didn't mention it earlier, Mike is in charge of the Glenn Todd, uh, horse dispersal. Unfortunately, Glenn Todd left us, uh, just, uh, I mean, it's trite to say he was super important in the Northwest horse racing industry, especially of course in British Columbia. Uh, but, uh, Big presence here at Emerald Downs and Racing and Sales. Glenn passed away and he's got 31 horses that are going to be sold starting next week. We'll get to that. Uh, We'll take a short break and be back with Anthony Stabile here on Horse Racing Northwest.
1: Have you heard
0: about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an express bet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into first bet using your username and password and you're off to the races a 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with first bet and residing in the state where such activities is legal void or prohibited national gambling support line 800-522-4700 Horse
2: Racing Northwest continues from Emerald Downs as we get closer to our 2022 meeting, our 27th season here, Vince, and Vince uh, in charge of the racing club. He's got uh, our media guide out, which is, uh, uh, boy, I, I'll put it up against any in the country for facts and figures. Again, we got on top of it early here at Emerald Downs, and we have a lot of good stuff in
3: here. I sure did. You guys uh, established a great... Uh database so uh, all i've had to do is basically update it every year and but you uh,
2: enjoy that part of it too i enjoy
3: and... it it keeps me up to date and as you said joe you know how many tracks around the country have no idea who like their all-time yeah. wins leader or earnings leader and all that is and you know i i because record keeping and racing there's no national organization or some certainly equibase since 91 but it's scattershot but here it's all pretty accurate yeah. and up to date
2: it's great for you and doing rap stories, you know, uh, noting uh, milestones and same with me as a broadcaster as well. Uh, just knowing uh, a lot of sometimes they're fairly obscure, but a lot of times they aren't and we have the data in this meeting. Well,
3: it, it's it's noting achievement, which is great because yes. a lot of hard work goes into uh, training and owning and writing and breeding and all that. And every, that's what's neat about every new year. We're going to have some champions develop this year. You know, when there's going to be some surprises and not surprises. Uh, uh, but it's it's uh, a race meeting is pretty cool. So uh, every year being able to update is kind of interesting and fun.
2: Okay. And again, Kentucky Derby Day is Saturday, May 7th. Gates open at 7 a.m. That'll be the fifth floor at Emerald Downs. You can go on to the fifth floor, first come, first serve on seating. So 7 a.m. on Saturday, May 7th. Um, Churchill Downs Racing starts at 7.30. The second floor, track level, and the third floor are open at 11 a.m. The Derby race itself is a little after 3.30. So 11 a.m., second and third floors is open. Uh, we got a little derby festivities, party-type atmosphere down on track level. And then the hat contest, uh, yeah, that is back. A lot of people like to get involved. Uh, between 1 and 2 p.m., show up around the Winner's Circle area at Emerald Downs and get your hats judged. We'll have uh, prizes in many categories. The hat contest winners will be announced around 3.30. So Winner's Circle... To get your hats judged about uh, between 1 and 2 p.m. and we'll have mint juleps and of course the big screen will be operational. You can watch the Kentucky Derby there and you can also wager on the Kentucky Derby right here at Emerald Downs as well. So uh, lots of times nine to two, five to one favorites in the Derby with that 20 horse field. As you mentioned earlier, boy those exotics can Yo. just get huge.
3: Yeah and uh Derby is two things. Isn't a Derby, a, it's a hat, right? traditionally yeah in a derby and okay. then it, from racing parlance and like with the racing club people most people don't know that a derby means a race for three-year-olds you know three-year-old well not i'm not going to say three-year-old males because phillies can yeah. run in it but a oaks is for three-year-old phillies now that wasn't always the case because the spokane derby we had a horse that won it that like just, three or four times just went in
2: my mind yeah Ruth maybe that Barton was just
3: yeah, Ruth Parton, when she went in the Hall of Fame, yeah. that kind of had to d- double-check it. But it was true, so yeah. maybe that was just a regional thing or whatever. But pretty safe to say nowadays a derby is a race for three rolls.
2: Okay. May 7th, the Kentucky Derby. and uh, Hey, let's uh, watch and listen to some race audio of and video of a recent winner that uh, has some Kentucky Derby um, importance to it.
1: Three quarters went in one, eleven and It is early voting, trying to take them wire to wire here. Early voting in front. Mo Donico comes on through, down on the inside to grab second. It is early voting in front. A challenge here from Mo Donico. Early voting, trying to hold on with a 16th to the finish. Mo Donico bearing down on the outside. It's Mo and at early voting, and it is Mo Donico! Mo Donico won the rims and here as a two-year-old, and he comes back to win today's 96 Seventh
2: running of the Wood Memorial. Mo Donegal took the Wood Memorial with that great finish, and he is one of the ones near the top of the list on Kentucky Derby points. And uh, really, no better guy to talk about uh, horse racing. Kentucky Derby, sure. With the big A, Anthony Stabile joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Anthony, great to hear your voice again. Uh, We certainly see you, but uh, good to talk to you, man. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks for having me, Joe. I uh I miss our I don't know, monthly visits, I guess, on the Win Play show. And yeah. uh I, I, I am happy to say that the the whiz of the Wood Memorial would have let everybody down by about a neck. I liked early voting and made a pretty big bet on him. Um so the streak would have uh the streak would have ended. But yeah, uh, it was a fun horse race. McDonagal yeah getting out of Gulfstream Park was, I think it was big for him returning to the scene of his biggest win prior to the Wood Memorial, the Remsen last year. And yeah, let's hope, uh, us racing fans here in New York, hoping that Mo Donegal can wave the flag and and get the Wood Memorial back in the good graces of the Derby gods.
2: Mm -hmm. Anthony, big ace to bill. He's been involved in so many different areas of horse racing media the last, uh, 15 to 20 years, and uh, but now you got a pretty good gig. Hey, man, you're working for a network. That's what everybody wants to do, Anthony. How's it going?
4: I am the content producer for Naira Betts, doing a bunch of blogs every week, still have my gig co-hosting Talking Horses with Andy Serling every morning before the races begin on the circuit, been doing a lot of work uh, on America's Day at the races, on the Fox Sports Family Networks, uh-huh. looking forward to doing that throughout the summer. We're going to be adding some harness racing in. I am the resident harness guru, so yeah. I know we're going to have the Hamiltonian again like we had last year, um, sprinkling some other nights at the Big M. We, uh, we do a lot of work with Churchill Downs, so a lot of those Downs after Dark cards are going to include some harness racing from the Meadowlands. So, yeah, looking forward to staying in the mix and just uh, doing whatever's needed, basically, over at the New York Racing Association first time I've had a full time job in a very long time. <laughs> and uh it's it's nice to go to an office and it's nice to, you know, have my uh, have my name played on my desk and yeah. a picture of my girlfriend on my mm-hmm. desk and an old an old souvenir helmet from Roosevelt Raceway, which is now the funky on Long Island on my desk. It's nice to be able to uh to have a place to call home and uh and, and it's it's, it's you know, when you're a kid running around aqueduct in Belmont, the dream is always to work for Naira. I mean, I get to live my dream every day now.
3: Hey, Anthony, Vince here. Yeah, I like the Hamiltonian. It's one of my favorite racing events of the year, so I'm glad you'll be working on that. And my heart died a little bit the other night when Pompano Park ran its final race night. I spent a few nights at Pompano, and it was just a shame to see a great place like that go. But anyway... Um, the Hamiltonian is a great event. I didn't realize you were so up on the harness, guys.
4: I was, when I was, I started my career, and like Joe so uh, nicely introduced me, I started my career in the newspaper business. Like a lot of guys my age, they my age. I just turned 45 a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, you know, back then, there wasn't a lot of TV and radio, podcasts, you know, who, what was a podcast? Mm. Um, I started at the New York Post. One of the big tabloids here in the city, one of the big three. And, um, I you know, my, I couldn't turn a computer on, but my racing knowledge and my connection certainly helped me land the gig. And, you know, I've spent plenty of time at thoroughbred tracks. I spent plenty of time at harness tracks. Shoreline Star, now defunct in Connecticut. I've dabbled in Greyhounds. I gave out the trophy for the big race up there four years in a row in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. So, yeah, if I'm at a racetrack, I'm at home. So, the harness stuff. I covered plenty of Hamiltonians and uh, Meadowlands paces for the New York Post, and I've always been a fan of harness. So, uh, yeah, I like to. Uh, I, I love joining the coverage on Fox for you know, big harness days and nights.
2: That's great. What month is the Hamiltonian? It's usually in early August, I okay. believe. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's Whitney Day. I think, okay. I think it's, it's a nice little doubleheader: with yeah. me and, uh, Whitney, Whitney and Whitney in the Hamble, if I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to that.
2: The big A seen on Fox uh, Sports coverage of uh, New York racing, which uh, often includes a few other tracks. As usual, Anthony uh, keeps up, uh, mm-hmm. needs to keep up, and likes to keep up on the other tracks. And then, of course, your Naira duties as well, which pretty much co mingle with Fox. So, a great gig there. And I do miss you on various podcasts and radio shows, but. Uh, uh, I'll listen to this one when it's over with and, and then I'll get, I'll get my fix. But the big A has done such great work for Northwest fans, uh, picking winners, you know, yeah, the wood Memorial was just a, an amazing streak, but, um, other tracks too, even California when you dabbled out there, uh, you know, you mentioned early voting, you were on him in the wood, uh, Epicenter and uh, White of Barrio have uh, multiple wins at, at their venues and have done really well. But uh, what about early voting? What What's your thoughts on him now, headed to the Kentucky Derby?
4: I would imagine, and I know Chad Brown and Clarovich Stable's kind of on the fence here. I would imagine, as well, and we'll, we'll talk about Zandon as well as Zandon ran in the Bluegrass. I, I would imagine if they try a Triple Crown race with him, it'll be the best. Hmm. Um I know he's on the fence. I, he has more than enough points to qualify for the Derby. Um, you know, Chad Brown, he's not one of these guys who has to be there. He doesn't have to be there. The fact that he's going to be there with a horse that's going to be, I mean, I would imagine he's no worse than second choice, Zandon, right? If it's him in epicenter in some water, maybe Tyba. Um So no worse than third choice, let's say, for argument's sake. I don't know if he's going to run early voting just to run early voting. I'll tell you what, the way some of those preps played out, it might be a little bit more appealing to run them because it looks like some of that speed fell by the wayside after the preps were run. Mm -hmm. So it'll be curious to see what Chad does. An educated guess would be they skip and go to the pre Fair enough. Yeah. Um,
2: with Zandon in there and Zandon coming off a tremendous victory in the Bluegrass, and that was just a crazy win there. And he's lightly raced, so uh, rate those top few horses in your mind right now. Is is uh, you're tremendous at that? Epicenter, Zandon, White Burial, Mo Donegal, Tis the Bomb are the first five point leaders.
4: So let's start with Zandon. We already discussed him a couple of times. Look, that that move in the Bluegrass. At, you know, and I know Keeneland's a lot less biased than it used to be. But if you can win from last at the 5-16th pole with Keeneland, you're obviously a serious resource. And this is a horse that Chad's been high on. Chad Brown's been high on since day one. Uh, he probably should have got put up in the Remsen. Uh, I thought like him and Mo Donagle traded shubs, and he probably should have got put up in the Remsen. And then he didn't have the greatest of trips in the return, in the Risen Star at the fairgrounds. You no, know, He's the one that he's kind of hopped at the start. Of all the horses out of that race, I think he was the one. Him and Smile Happy, and they come back and they run one, too. Those are the two you mm. were looking forward to seeing, I thought, out of that race. And then Epicenter flatters it with the win in, in Louisiana Derby, and then they both come back and run very well in the Bluegrass. So I, if you told me I had to make a pick right now without seeing the draw, seeing how these horses train for the next— I don't know, two weeks, I would pick Sandin. Okay. Um, there's still enough speed in the race where I think he'll come running. And, you know, he's the one, he's eating up ground at the end of the races. And that's, that's something that's important. You know We're going to do a lot of stuff over at Naira Betts for the Derby. And one of the things I'm going to put up is, you know, a little bit of a different way to handicap. The Derby is such an interesting race to handicap. And, and the first thing, obviously, is the field size. But I think the second thing, and for me, it's the most important factor, is obviously none of these horses have been a mile and a quarter. So you gotta use the eye test. You can use pedigree to an extent. He, to me, right now, looks like the one that the mile and a quarter, I'm not saying it's gonna, it's what he's going to want necessarily, but right now it certainly looks like it's not gonna bother him the way he eats up ground late in the game with some speed still signed on. So right now, I would rank him one and Epicenter two.
2: Okay. Hey. The,
4: fact that, the fact that Epicenter guys was able to win the Risen star on the front end. And then Joel Rosario got him to turn off for the first half of that Louisiana Derby and come from off the pace is key. Yep. Antic. It is so key. It's, it's amazing Because he looked like a horse that was not going to do that. And then he did it. And for me, when I go into a race and I say to myself, all right, there's no chance this horse is going to be able to rate, this horse is going to have a problem. And then he rates and wins as impressively as he did, it wows me. Yeah.
2: Same with me. You know, uh, how many times do you say to yourself when you're looking at past performances, this horse has never passed a horse in his life. And then that, that's a little bit of a negative because it could come up in that way. But Epicenter passed that test. Vince, you had a comment?
3: Yeah, well, just from what, what I've been reading, Anthony, the most polarizing horse, I think, would be Taiba, a $1.7 million yearling. And uh, he ran a, let's face it, he ran a big race in the Santa Derby against the small field, only a second career start, going a mile and one eighth. But something tells me, um, you are not going to like him. I'm just guessing.
4: And you said it, man. <laughs> so at the end of the day, he might be the most talented horse here. Because going from the maiden win, and yeah, it was a short field. What did he really beat? I don't know. You know, he, I don't think he beat much. The fact that he was able to do it is amazing. Yeah. I don't care what he beat. You know, Curlin couldn't win this thing with three starts. Is he curling? He's probably not curling. Yeah. And, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of the, the old NASCAR movie, Days of Thunder, with Tom Cruise, right? It's when he, takes, when he takes Rowdy Burns' car in the beginning of the movie and he, and he beats the, 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 the pole time. And, and, the, and, and Michael, Hooker, the, the, Michael Hooker, the act of attention attention, says, Now get your own car and we'll see how you do in a pack. We'll see what this horse does from a 6 sauce field with a perfect trip at California to a twenty-fourth field in Louisville. Um, am I leaving him out? No, I mean I can't leave him out. I think he's. I think there's a chance he's the most talented horse in the race. But this is just, you know, what they asked Epicenter to do by basically turning off for the first half mile, first five eighths of a mile of the Louisiana Derby. This is a completely. This is completely dif- A completely different kettle of fish. You're asking this horse to travel. You're asking this horse to go another eighth of a mile. And you're asking him to do it, not against, you know, he overmatched his rivals in his first two starts. That was apparent at, the you know, in the starting gate in his maiden win and at the 316th fall of the Santa Anita Derby. He overmatched those horses. He's not. It's not like he's going to go in there and overmatch this field. He might be better, but he's not exponentially better like he was in those two races.
3: But the so, sub, yeah the subplot yeah. with him being owned by the same people who own the ill-fated 2021 Kentucky Derby winner is kind of interesting too.
4: Yeah, you know, I mean the whole thing with Baffert and uh, it, it's it it, it, it adds <laughs> a layer of intrigue. Yeah. That's for sure to the 2022 Kentucky Derby trail, right? Um you know, everything's kind of in a shambles when it comes to that. And, and, and we'll see if there's a, you know, <laughs> right. He's not daffodil, but you know, he was with Bob and now it's like we're, you know, everybody jokes around about having a horse in a lifetime every three years. This horse is the goods. Anybody who watches a horse race knows this horse is the goods. This is a tremendous ass. And it's a year where I don't know if you necessarily have a standout, but he'd almost be better off if there was, you know, and I know it was a different kind of trail because of the, because of the pandemic. But, you know, Tis the Law was the clear-cut favorite in 2020.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And then it was kind of the rest. It would almost be better if he had one to knock off. But he doesn't. Yeah. He has to deal with a handful of horses that have the same kind of ability slash capability of moving forward. And to do it as an experience as he is in such a short amount of time, at a short part, this horse was going to be 20 to 1 on the tote board. That's a different story. He's going to be single digits in a race where maybe three horses are going to be in single digits. So i like your Common i like your point. kind of leads you to you know not yeah. i'm not saying you don't use them but i don't know if he's going to be a lean for
5: me yeah
2: now that there's uh several horses that have been consistently good this year uh classic causeways out you know he was good for a while but there's still plenty that are in like even tis the bomb and um and of course the ones we've mentioned and then uh you can give us a horse that might be a little bit under the radar and maybe a comment on Smile Happy, who's uh, running on but uh, hasn't won in a while. Uh, take it away.
4: I think he's the I think he's the, the, the wildcard's the wrong term. Yeah. Right? Um Wildcard's the wrong term. I was actually surprised not to see him run the Santa Anita Derby presented by Run Happy, to be honest with you. Um, as a mm. son of Run Happy. Mm-hmm. I think he's the wild card in here because he certainly has the talent. Um, you know, he's going to be third off the bench, which I think is going to certainly help his cause. He has to find a couple of lengths on Zandon. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Much like Taiba and the Santa Anita Derby, 10 or 11 at Keeneland... Is a lot different than 20 in Louisville. The yeah. odds of him getting a better trip than Zandon are pretty good. Certainly going to see less traffic, you would imagine, since he'll be in front of him. So one horse is going to be 8 to 1. One horse is going to be 18 to 1.
2: 18, huh? I was going to ask you that. Okay.
4: He's, he's got to be, he's gotta be 20 to 1, right, guys? I mean, you yeah. just said it, Joe. He very, don't win. Very possible. He hasn't won this year.
3: Anthony... He's got to be 18, 20 to 1. When you play the Derby, do you, do you are you more of a super or a trifecta, or are you playing multiple races with a few horses in the Derby, or do you all of them? Because <laughs> there's does. so many <laughs> options in a big race like this.
4: Everything. Everything, Vince. You and I don't know each other as long as uh, as long as Joe and I do. I I don't deal in any absolutes in yeah. horse racing. There's no absolutes for me. Um, but Derby Day. I, I, for the most part, I'm a win better and a multi-race guy. On Derby Day, I bet everything because there are, there's so much value in the exacta pools and the trifecta pools if your bankroll can allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot, of, you know, just going back to 2019, I was able to, when Haikal scratched, well, I was making a five horse box. When Haikal scratched, I was making a four horse box. And between the BQ and high-cal scratching, I was able to make a nice score just getting country house in the gimmicks. and
2: Yeah, um, I remember yeah, you know, that. game winner
4: hits the super. I would hit the super on a four-horse wow. box. I'll play everything. Um, I'll lean. So in, in my multis, and, and, and this is another thing we'll be doing over at Naira Betts, we'll have tickets for all of the multi-day wagers out. You can go to nairbets.com and you can find all the tickets. There'll be they'll be, be a ticket up for all the two-day multi-race wagers.
2: Okay, good to know.
4: Um, I My derby tickets will lean heavily on Zandon and Epicenter. Okay. They'll lean heavily. And then in some of the other races, when I go thin on the backup tickets, I'll make a spread ticket in the derby. The horse, see, it's funny. I feel like Barber Road is going to be the wise guy horse. He's making up ground at the end of all of these races at Oakland Park. He looks like that. He's another one. Looks like that mile and a quarter is going to be his friend rather than his foe. My problem with him is if this thing falls apart on the front end, I think Zandon is so much better than him. Now listen, that's where trip and, and and some racing luck and the racing gods come into play, right? For those of you who don't believe in the racing gods, we'll leave it to trip. <laughs> I do. Um, that I of course you do. You're a horse player. Should you're supposed to? Um, karma, luck, all of it. It all superstition. It all counts. Um, that's where. But you know, common sense. But again, Zandon's going to be six to one or eight to one or whatever choice he's going to be, and Barbara Road's going to be twenty five to one. Uh-huh. So, can he win? Yeah. Is he the most talented horse that's going to be running late? No. But, you know, if Zanin gets stuck behind a horse backing up and Ray Lou's able to get, Ray Lou Bittierre is able to get Barba Road, uh, you know, a, a clean trip, he'd be the horse. He'll be on every one of my exotic tickets. He'll be on every Exacta, Try, and Superfecta tickets. Because he's the kind of horse... Right, he's looking at Lee. He's, the, he's yeah. the closer that gets the good trip and winds up second at thirty to one behind Always Dreaming. Whoever this year's Always Dreaming is back in twenty seventeen. So he's he's a horse that'll be on all of my vertical wagers. I, I'd have to have to include him on one backup ticket in the multis because again. I don't need him paying fifty dollars and this thing completely collapsing on the front end and then getting there. Yeah. So, you know, he'd be the, the, the big price. He'd be the balloon uh, to, to to get home. But it, it's just so hard for me to envision him with clean. You know, assuming clean. It's hard to. It's hard to. I never handicap a racing oh, all This one's going to get a bad trip. Um, it's hard to envision him out kicking Zandon coming home. But maybe he does. Maybe Zandon doesn't want that extra eighth of a mile. This horse certainly looks like distance is not going to be a problem. But he's another one. He doesn't win. So that that's a little bit of an issue for me.
2: Barber Road, uh no wins and four starts this year, but how many horses have placed in all four of Oakland's three year old stakes races, which he has. That's, that's really impress yeah. imbra-
4: you know, and that wasn't the, that wasn't the strongest bunch down there. But usually, when the bunch isn't strong, they're not consistent. He's been yeah, consistent. That's right. And if he can bring that consistency to Louisville, he's a horse that will will offer some value in the in the exotics in the verticals. And again, if you get them if you get home, if you get them home, home on top, uh, you know he's got to pay forty five dollars. That that's he's going to be twenty oh, to one. Definitely. I mean, I'd have to imagine he's in the twenty to one range, depending on how the field shakes out the next week or so.
2: Anthony, the big ace, to bill, and uh, when can one catch your tickets at uh, Naira Bets? They'll
4: be up Friday, they'll Friday, be up Friday morning. This we'll, Friday, we'll have advanced wagering over at Naira Bets on the Derby. On, uh, on well, actually, they'll be up Thursday because we'll have advanced wagering. We usually have advanced wagering on the Oaks card, so they'll be up. Uh, that's Thursday. May fifth, you can celebrate Cinco de Mayo by uh, taking a look at some tickets, and uh, yeah. yeah, there'll be plenty of uh, blogs up, plenty of content. We're going to be we're going to be tweeting out some Derby contenders, much like we did tonight. Uh, we'll be tweeting out some Derby contender videos as well. My colleague in on Talking Horses, Andy Sterling, will do his full. Analysis of the Derby. I'll do it a little differently. I'll spotlight some runners, like I said, just like we did tonight. We'll tweet that out. You could follow us at Naira Bets on Twitter. You could follow me at The Big A Stabil on Twitter. Yep. Um, and there's always a lot of good content on there, especially this time of year. We actually had a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a meeting today talking about that Derby content, and really, really looking forward to uh, to getting things rolling. So, um, looking forward to it, and it should be a uh, should be a great a couple of weeks until uh, the one for the Roses.
3: Quick answer, Anthony. I was telling Joe, the Oaks looks like it's great this year. Anyone you prefer there right now?
4: You know, I'm a loyalist, Vince. As Joe knows, I got my guys and my gals that I stick with through thick and thin. You want to give me 4-1 to one on Echo Zulu? I'm going to take it. Mm. I'm going to take it. Especially the profile of that race. You usually want to be upfront. Unless it completely collapses. And I know there's some other speed in that race. But you know what? Joelle was able to get him. Impi- I was about to say Empire Maker. I don't know why Empire Maker is on the brain. I'm a funny side guy. <laughs> um, Joelle was able to get Epicenter to turn off. Uh, I'm, I'd be very curious to see if he can't clear, if he can get her to kind of nurse it along. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not to – and listen, I haven't made any money with her, but I've been impressed with her since the day she dazzled in her debut. Um, she's the one right now. And again, that, that's the kind of race where I think you do have to wait. I, you won't, I, you, you know, year like this, you almost have to wait to see post positions in that race, even though it's a, it's, it's a regular, more regularly run race than the Derby. Just because, you know, if she gets stuck in 14, she, she's going to have to wait or really go fast to clear. Um, but I think, I think a lot of people are dismissing her and saying, Oh, she's going to make this forward from two to three. That's not what I saw in that race down at the fairgrounds. I, I saw a gutsy effort, and I think she's going to move way up off that race.
2: Fair enough. Still undefeated. Yeah, you get a fair price on a champ. Okay. Yep. Anthony, hey, so good. Uh, Derby week. Check out com for some tickets uh, Thursday, Friday of that week. And uh, Anthony will be – uh, he'll be backing up his opinions for sure. So uh, great to have you on, first time here in 2022. And, uh, and congratulations on your career upswing as well, Anthony.
4: Guys, it was a pleasure. I'm assuming we'll have the Beast of the Belmont on for the Test of the Champion, Joe. Please,
2: please reserve a little time for us that
4: week. Always. Joe, okay. I, I say this all the time. You people out in the Pacific Northwest and now across the country have the pleasure of having a real national racing treasure in Joe Withy. Joe is one of the most knowledgeable and passionate racing guys I have ever come across. We've never met in person. No. Um, But Joe is one of my favorite people on the planet, and when I didn't have a calling card and I didn't have a job, uh, Joe still valued my opinion and my love and passion for the game and had me on the WinPlay show. Probably more often than any other guest he had, yeah. especially certainly more than one that was unemployed oh. for most of the time it was a stay-at-home son. And I'll never, I can never thank him enough for and, that. And Anthony, you know he's, he's now
3: a Washington Racing me. Hall of Fame member, Joe Withy. I, I, I do
4: know that, and that's yeah. as well deserved as any member of any Hall of Fame in well. on this planet. Because I don't know too many people. Uh, no one loves this game more. There might be some that love it as much, but no one loves this game more than Joe Whippy. And it's uh, it's my honor and privilege to come and join you guys on the podcast. Thank well, you very much. Thank yeah. you
2: very much, Anthony, for the very kind words. And uh, hey, uh, we just like listening to what you have to say. That right from the beginning, when he picked the winner of the Spiral Stakes at uh, Turfway in his first ever appearance, back shit. about oh four.
4: Citizen G. Citizen G. Yeah.
2: Uh, you betcha. Anthony, have a, a great lead up to the Derby. We'll talk to you before the
4: Belmont. You too. Happy Derby, everyone.
2: Thanks Thank to you. Anthony, big ace to Bill from New York City. And again, he's part of those Naira uh, broadcasts now. And uh, just a little bit before the end of this segment, sports shorts. I've got a quick one. Um, uh, golf. I was watching Greg Norman last night. Mm-hmm. and Paul Azinger in the 1993 PGA Championship. Norman lost the playoff to Azinger that year. Norman has lost a playoff in all four major championships. And I was... Uh, did who he else win can... any of them? Yeah, he won the British Open okay. twice. And Craig Wood did the same thing back in the 30s and 40s. So a uh, pretty rare feat there. You got to be good to get in a playoff for a major... Greg Norman and Craig Wood have lost all four majors in playoffs, uh, and it'll probably be a while before anybody joins that.
3: Vince? That's pretty hard to top. Okay, I don't want to sound like an old guy yelling at clouds here, but I'm going to do a little bit. Um, I've been a baseball fan my whole life. One of my pet peeves now, the games take a long time. Uh, routinely over three hours, and you'll see a team that has four hits, and they it was against six different pitchers or something. You know, they go four innings, and one, 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 one. Okay, the 1966 World Series, this is a two-part question. How many pitchers did the Baltimore Orioles use in the whole series, and how many relief pitchers did they use?
2: Well, Mo had 13 strikeouts in game one, something like that, in relief. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had Jim Palmer, uh, Wally Bunker, Dave McNally. Um, they had they won the last two games, one nothing. Yeah, I was you're a doing kid. great. I was an Oriole fan, but uh, Mo Drabowski would be the only reliever I could
3: name. That's correct. What? They, yeah, no, they. You got it. They used four pitchers in the entire series, three oh starters my gosh. and one reliever. Um, they are with the game. they won uh, game one. Okay, Drabowski came in in relief of McNally through six and two-thirds innings, as you said. McNally uh, starter went two and a third. Then in game two, Palmer, a four-hit shutout. Game three, Wally Bunker, a six-hit shutout. Game four, McNally, a four-hit shutout. Dang. 33 straight scoreless innings. And listen to these times of games. The first game would be the, quote, marathon, two hours and 56 minutes. Game two, two hours twenty six minutes. Game three, one hour fifty five minutes. Game four, one hour forty five minutes. Nowadays, these games take four hours, and uh, they use thirteen pitchers, and uh, it just go. I'm still a baseball fan, but boy, the game has changed a lot. You watch the videos from back then; the guys got the ball, and they threw it. The pitcher, the batters didn't step out of the box, and the game zipped along. Wow! But anyhow, one relief pitcher, four total. Amazing. Pitchers. Yeah.
2: yeah, I was in junior high, and I hated the Dodgers because they embarrassed the Yankees in the 63 World Series. So I was really happy that week when the Orioles uh, shut down Koufax and Drysdale. So I think that was Koufax's last year, I believe. Was he in that series? I think he was. Uh, Yeah,
3: because in 65 against the Twins, Twins, he had a big series there. Yeah.
2: Okay, there's a couple sports shorts and let's take a break. We're going to come back with Mike Pooich
1: here on Horse Racing Northwest. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all new Shoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Shoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Mucklesuit Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest.
2: Horse Racing Northwest continues. Thanks for joining us uh, via video and audio now on Horse Racing Northwest. It's Wednesday of the week, three and a half weeks to the start of Emerald Downs. And uh, there's going to be a significant horse sale uh, in the Northwest and nationwide next week because of the passing of Glenn Todd as uh, Glenn passed away uh, a few weeks ago. Um, uh, to, to say huge, uh, um, influential in British Columbia racing. Uh, how about nationwide racing and sales in Washington and racing in Washington? He won the mile here. Um, Mike Pooch knew him very well. And Mike, I know that's one of the first things you mentioned, uh, boy, you know, he just, he sent you to the Washington August sale last summer and said, uh, buy a few down there, I want to support those breeders too. And that was Glenn Todd, wasn't it?
5: Yeah, it was. I mean, every year, he he supported every year. He bought horses every year out of the Washington sale um, as Canada and Kentucky. and. But uh, that was always his, his main main goal was to just kind of play a role and in, in support racing in the Pacific Northwest and especially uh, Western Canada. Um, but he was just a player all the way around, you Yeah, know, and he was just a uh, – more importantly, he was just a very, very good, generous, um, wonderful person. You know, he had a very, very dear friend.
2: Very dear friend of yours. He had the means and he put it right back into racing. Um, and you guys, uh, you know, him and Mark DiDomenico became friends along with you getting them together. And you guys really supported the Long Acres mile in the last 10 years with, uh, horses like, you know, Mr. Bowling and Hoist and winning it with, uh, Taylor said, and, uh, Mario Gutierrez being involved in those along with Troy Taylor, his uh, Canadian based trainer, but, um, and then his influence, uh, he offered that $1 million interest-free loan to the racing industry last year to make sure Hastings had a meet. And I mean, things like that, uh, and playing the slot machines up there, wagering on the races. Uh and after Troy retired and, and unfortunately Troy Taylor passed away a couple of years ago, Glenn uh liked to come out in the morning and train his own, didn't he?
5: Yeah, he was um he just loved to be involved, he loved the action and um you know, you know, he just he just was just uh, he was a guy that had the means, he loved the game and um you know, I used to joke with him, all, all of his horses, you know, he'd buy all these horses that, that belonged on the East Coast run a mile and an eighth, mile and a quarters, and he'd take them up to Canada and run them three and a half foot long, <laughs> and, you know, just he'd fill races, and just, he, he wanted to take a nuclear weapon to a knife fight, you know, and um, he would drop them in after a race or two, if he had to, he'd drop them all the way to the bottom and win by ten, and that was just Glenn, I mean, he just loved the action, he loved to win, and um, he keep... He was a competitor, you know, and, um, but he also was a big supporter. It was just, he was just, he's going to be a very, very big loss to uh, to horse racing in general. You know, uh, you just don't have people like that in the game anymore.
2: Well, he is a uh, absolute, a rare bird, um, as with his total involvement in British Columbia and huge involvement here in Washington. And mm-hmm. just, you, it, it's impossible to, to measure at this point, the loss of Glenn Todd and, you had a lot of horses to look forward to this year, and Mike and you've been in charge and working with uh, Fasig Tipton to disperse 31 horses of Glens, which will start a week from today, April 27th, an online auction. Uh, tell us a little bit more about it.
5: Yeah, I mean Fasig Tipton. We're gonna we're gonna consign the horses, so they'll all be here at the farm here at Pegasus, um, and then Fasig Tipton is going to is going to put it on. It's a digital sale. Um, anybody that's interested in registering to bid can go to the digital.fasseytipton.com and there's, uh, there'll be some instruction on there. There actually, we're just in the process of getting all that stuff, stuff up and running, but there is information on there. Um, we are also going to be, uh, hosting, uh, some training viewing days here at the farm, um, from April, on April 22nd, 23rd, 25th, and 26th from 11 a.m. People want to see them uh, come out and see them train. They start training at 11 a.m. And they have till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They can look at them and on the end of the shank and check them out. Um, and that's that's by RSVP only. You have to call up. Uh, okay. we are kind of putting a cap on each and every day. But um, they can call our office at Pegasus Training Center and set up an appointment for one of those days. 425-898-1060. 425-898-1060
2: is the number to set up an appointment to view training
5: right or they can uh, email us at info at training dot com. okay All um right. so um but uh yeah it's very very unfortunate and sad uh circumstances um but it it was um you know it's it's the end of an era and actually uh i want to mm. congratulate sandy again she, she uh yesterday was glenn todd's official last time starter Hmm. Uh, Philly by the name of Red Bottom Rebel, who I claimed back in Hot Springs last year for him for 20000 Um Instead of putting her in the sale, Sandy had her down there and I we just kind of agreed, let's just do what Glenn would do under circumstances, is drop her to the bottom and make leave no doubt, which Sandy did a great job. She was There were 22 claims in her oh. and she won by 12 and a half lengths. What? And that's exactly oh. Glenn Todd. That was which is drawing Claire Turner for home. I was already dialing Sandy's number. Said, <laughs> that, "That's Glenn right there. That's he'd rather, he'd rather win one of those races than a Grade One, just like that." So, that's, um, it was kind of uh, bittersweet, but it's the end of an era, and um, they went out winners.
3: Mike, there's some nice horses too. I mean, everyone's—I think Prison Princess of Cairo included. She was uh, very good here at Emerald Downs the last couple of years with the the DIS and the two for oaks two and yeah. horses like Five Star General, who's uh, who very, we saw on the
2: video leading
3: in here. Very yeah, nice got, horse. There's some good Star horses, General. yeah. Yeah,
5: he's um, seven for 18 lifetime starts, seven wins, 18 starts. He's run second and third in the Long Acres mile. So I know he would be very, 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 um, cold. I know he'd go through this cell very high if Glenn were trying to buy him because that's <laughs> you know, we spent a lot of money partnerships with Glenn trying to find this kind of horse for the long acres mile so if anybody locally is looking for a mile horse this horse is tailor-made for it he's here in your own backyard um <clears throat> i think there's a lot of um there should be a lot of interest in him i think and he's a just really uh just he's doing as well as ever and um you know he he's going to be a complete competitor for the mile so that's pretty exciting it is like you said princess of cairo she won the uh washington oaks Um, emerald distaff Mm -hmm. that you know she likes to be on a mile racetrack or better races are over a mile racetrack so there's some value there and then there's a filly named broad approval another one you get her on on the mile track she stakes place twice at emerald right you know so and uh, folks and
2: two-year-olds by street sense cairo prince liam's map taprit tonalist the factor harbor the gold Yearlings by the likes of Bernardini, Outwork, Palace Malice, Connect, uh, 31 horses in all, uh, Glen Todd Dispersal starts online, uh, next Thursday, April 20. uh, excuse me, uh, next Wednesday, April 27th at 9 a.m. Pacific, and it ends on May 3rd at 11 a.m. Pacific, and go to, uh, digital.fazigtipton.com and no reserves as well mike correct yeah no
5: no reserves everything's there to sell um also um <clears throat> yeah there's no reserves and it's like a, it's a unique sale where you can kind of watch the bidding for five days you know sure. so um that's kind of a different take on it but that's basic tipton this is a kind of a new deal for them and this seems to be the wave of the future but well, also, as soon as we can, we were kind of, you know, this is kind of just kind of is all happening kind of fast, but we completed our video version today. Um, they've all been x-rayed. There's going to be um, digital scoping. You can see this. You're, you can have your vet go online, look at the vet reports, look at the x-rays, also see uh, confirmation shots of the horses walking to and from, profile pictures, nice, and then uh, last but not least, galloping on the racetrack. Um, they've they've all completed the vetting and the videos and that should be up. I'm going to say it's going to be fairly close before we go okay. up and running live, but we're hoping to get, get it done by uh first part of next week.
2: Okay. Yeah. The sale starts again a week from today, April 27th. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys got time to get those up there and the, the sale does go for six days, April 27th yeah. to May 3rd. And like Mike says, you can jump in later if you want before bidding is done on some really nice horses and some potentially probably great horses in the Glenn Todd horse dispersal um, And unfortunately, this is needs to be done at this time because Glenn passed and uh, He'll be talked about forever in horse racing in the Northwest uh, and Mike I just want to say hey you're having a, a good winter a distraction for you as a uh, well over 20% win-end win at Oaklawn this uh, winter and spring. And uh, congratulations, the, the mile winner looked great last time out, winning one of those $100,000 allowances at Oaklawn. Good stuff for background.
5: Yeah, thank you. He's really um, he's having a really good year, and uh, we're kind of hoping to carry on with that. Um, you know, we're going to try to get one more racing in there at Oaklawn before the meet ends. Um, and then go on and try him on the turf, I think, in in, uh, Kentucky and see what happens.
2: Okay. Uh, Boy, he he is an ace miler, isn't he? Vince brought that up in an earlier segment, but, uh, you know, put the best horse on the lead once in a while, and he handled that with ease, and of course, he won the mile almost impossibly from where he was at the top of the stretch with a strong finish, so uh, you've got a real versatile horse there.
5: Yeah, he really is. He just, uh, he just shows up every time and you just, you know, you just love to have a horse like that. And we've been blessed to have him. And, um, uh, I'm thankful Bob stepped up and bought him and mm. let me continue to train him.
2: He's yeah. just
5: a really special horse to all of us.
2: Great story. Uh, indeed background and, uh, Glenn Todd, the Glenn Todd dispersal again starts Wednesday, April 27th online at, uh, com goes from Wednesday, April 27th to Tuesday, May 3rd. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for the info, and uh, we'll see you at the track.
5: Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it, and thanks for the time on this. And um, uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, have some more exciting uh, times this summer.
2: Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, thanks to Mike. And uh, speaking about his very good friend, Glenn Todd, and that uh, horse dispersal sale, Glenn unfortunately passing away at age 75 a few weeks back, a uh, couple other passings in the industry—not our favorite segment here, Vince—but Breno DeFeo passed away. Uh, a real football star at Kennedy High School in the late '70s and uh, played for the U-Dub. Yep. I know you covered the UW. Uh, I,
3: I remember the name quite yeah. well, especially growing up. You know, his name was in the paper a lot as a star. You know, he loved
2: horse racing. The game. He worked at several local auto dealerships here in Auburn uh, for his family, and uh, worked at Bowen Scar Ford, I know, recently. Brenno passed away at age 59 a couple weeks ago, and a very tragic loss just uh, earlier this week. Chris Eklund, uh, jockey agent, and actually, you know, he worked uh, for Kathy Coffee and Lori Smith in our customer service department our first year doing fan education here yeah, uh, very good friend to Wayne McDonald's and that family and and in and around our game, uh, working in, in the food service industry. Chris had a car accident and uh, complications from that. I know maybe some of you are hearing this for the first time, but a tragic loss married to Carrie Steiner, uh, yeah. Joe and Sally's daughter, Chris Eklund passing away at age 62. So, um. Yeah, Marin full pictures. Here is a shot, uh, if you're looking at our online, or excuse me, our video at Emerald Downs uh, section of YouTube. Emerald Downs, Horse Racing Northwest podcast video. Um, this is a Barkley Flowers for Tegan Colt bred by Gary Lusk and Ashley Potts. Of course, Ashley, Vince Gibson's assistant. And uh, Flowers for Tegan won four out of 15. She's a Flower Alley filly, so they have a colt there by Barkley, and he's got the nice white face. And C Racing, well, Vince, uh, you've written a lot about Harbor the Gold. We've spoken about him mm-hmm. a lot. His name is, is uh, entrenched in Washington racing history. He's, he has uh, two more crops this year and next year, and uh, a couple of his young ones there with their moms down at C in Hermiston,
3: Oregon. So, more Harbor the Gold's on the way. That's good for Washington racing. And we mentioned uh, background. Well, the horse he edged out in the mile wind ribbon on the track today at Emerald Downs. Had his fourth work already, uh, a half and 48 flat over a wet fast track. I'd imagine he'll be on line for the June 26 Budweiser Stakes. That's yeah. the first one for older horses. El Alto Ombre, you remember that name? Yes. Seven-year-old Gelding. was Grant's Pass superstar. Won six stakes races in Oregon last year. Well, he's here at Emerald, and he good. worked. Uh, four furlongs on Monday and 49 and four. So that'll be interesting to see how he fits Who with trains the local him? horses. Uh, Liz Kowalski, okay. the uh, owner of that horse, died just before the season mm. started last year at Grants Pass. And it was really kind of an incredible story. As you mentioned, he became the star attraction down at Grants Pass. A couple other notables, Coron, who's unbeaten, uh state champion
2: two-year-old champ,
3: yeah she's already had five works. she went five furlongs in a minute flat uh saw some of the k cooper uh stable people out watching this morning and then dutton he's been uh up to his third work a half and 47 flat uh being a risk hit that was on sunday see how he bounces back of course our horse of the meat in 2020 sometimes we see it that two-year-old to three-year-old transition didn't work out great for him but he he's training like he might be ready for a good four-year-old campaign
2: that's great great to hear and you know i was standing next right next to blaine wright uh, when wind ribbon worked this morning and he right at the end of the work he goes perfect he had coco on him because he likes to go really fast and yeah. coco can kind of gear him down enough not to let him go too fast too early so uh, wind that, ribbon
3: one of the fastest times at the meeting last year and boy he runs great off the bench too so i'll be looking forward to his first out this year Okay, speaking of fast
2: times, and Vince gave away one of the answers earlier. Name a horse that had three fastest times at one meeting at Emerald Downs in our track history. So three fastest times at the same meeting. And nobody uh, came up with that answer. Um, So come on, let's uh, go. Trivia at EmeraldDowns.com. Ed Nader in 2000. It's tough to be good. Marathon races in 05, Starbird Road in 06 all sprints. Wasserman in 08, his mile year, and OB Harbor in 2016. All three, all five of those horses had three of the fastest times at the meeting, which is pretty darn good. Okay, that's last week's question. And this week, again, trivia at emeralddowns.com. You mentioned the transition from two to three. How about a transition from three to four? Name the last time, the most recent time the three-year-old of the meeting at either Long Acres or Emerald Downs won the mile the next year. And the fact that I throw Long Acres in there, you might <laughs> think that you got to go back that far. So the most recent time, the top three-year-old, three-year-old of the meeting, doesn't have to be a washing bread, won the mile the next year at either Emerald Downs or Long Acres. So uh, it's a fairly rare occurrence, but send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. We'll get a prize for you. And uh, hey uh kentucky derby may 7th looking forward to that and of course before that the Glenn Todd horse dispersal and keep in mind the emerald racing club give vince a contact and maybe not just for yourself but for a friend just 200 bucks uh or, oh, i'm sorry 500 bucks gets you in for the whole season no other payments which as a horse owner we all know that uh, they cost a little bit more than that to uh maintain They've got to be fed and trained and uh, get the best care. So Emerald Racing Club, contact Vince Bruin for that. That's about it for today. I think
3: so. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Thanks to Cy, our producer editor. He's probably going to show a picture of him up there, a glamorous picture of Cy bar, but that's fine too. Hey, thanks for listening and watching Horse Racing Northwest.